OWC Radio's Creative Club, and I am here with Florian Wagner, who's come all the way from Germany and has taken the time to sit down with us and talk about his amazing project, African Waters. Hi, Florian. Hello, Serena. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I heard about your project, I just was blown away by it. First of all, the scope of what you're doing is incredible. Um, but before I say too much about it, tell us what exactly what it is. Okay, well, African Waters is, is uh, we, we, we try to create awareness for water-related issues um, by taking uh, extraordinary photographs, which I do with a, it's, it's a Leica S, is a medium format camera, um, and we do 360-degree panoramas out of a helicopter. Um, and the good thing about those is the quality is so great that you can actually print up to 10 meters, um, which would be pro approximately 30 feet prints so uh, for exhibitions. So you can make a print up to 30 feet Big, big, wide. big wow. prints, yeah. Wow. So, and uh, for that, we traveled 10 African countries in 66 days. Uh, we flew 100 hours through 10 countries from South Africa over Namibia, Angola, Rwanda, Zambia, Zimbabwe, Malawi, and Mozambique. I hope I didn't forget one. Unbelievable. So this is a book? You're doing this for a book? So you're shooting stills only? Well, yeah, we, are, we actually we do have a trailer that we produced, uh, but also we are working on a documentary, uh, which will probably come out in 6 to 12 months' time. Oh, I didn't know that. So you're doing the documentary as well. But you have behind the scenes of you working too. We have a lot of behind the scenes footage and drone footage. And we also had some interesting mounts of cameras uh, to get different angles of, you know, the scenes we photographed, but also how we photographed them and the problems we had. You know, we had emergency landings, we had malaria, we had almost arrests. <laughs> Quite interesting trip. So when did you get the idea for this and why are you doing it? The idea, I had the dream, like... Um, I had an exhibition for Leica in South Africa, and the Leica fan really liked one of the first images um, that I produced in South Africa, and he offered me to take his helicopter for free to do more about it, like more similar stuff. The problem was after nine months of preparation I had put into that project, um, he had to pull out because the helicopter had an engine problem, so I still had the project, but no more helicopters, so I needed to find a helicopter. Okay, stand by. The mic is too close. Okay, so hold it a little bit to the side. There you go. So, you know what? We're in the middle of NAB, everybody. So there's a lot of noise all the way around us, but we're using this very directional mic uh, so we can get better sound. But, you know, it's a little bit tricky. So <laughs> thank you for working with us on that, Florian. <laughs> no, so we were, talking about, we were talking about why you're doing this. Can you explain it to me, to me again? I'm sorry, I got distracted for a minute. What is so important to the world about what you were doing? Because this is, in my mind, huge. Uh, well, I think, you know, um, when, when I prepared the project, I was looking for partners, and one of the uh, partners that were interested was OWC. Um, and, um, and actually, it was Larry O'Connor's idea to support the project, but only if we do more than just aerial photography. He wanted to have some more uh, preservation ideas behind it, and that's how I got 
interested in all these themes and working for two years now on the project showed me that we are at a point at the moment uh, in our world where we have to wake up, where we have to react before it's too late. Uh, if it's about the oceans, you know, when we, for example, when we, uh, when we came to Cape Town, Cape Town is surrounded by billions of liters of water, but at the same time, it was just a few days short of being the first city in the world running out of water because there was no more water because it hadn't wow. rained for a couple of years. In Namibia, uh, the first ranch, Range Koimas, is where we landed. Um, they had lost 40 fillies to leopard because they had no water and were weak. And when they have a saying, when the, when the land is dry, the leopard is fed because it's easy prey for him. Uh, so, you know, we came to all these beautiful places like uh, the Luangwa Safari House, uh, which is uh, uh, at the Luangwa River from Robin Pope Safaris. And they, um, they have this beautiful house at the Luangwa River. But at the same time, you see uh, a lot of problems with the people that fish there. They get attacked by crocodiles. So wherever you go, you, you find life when you find water. But at the same time, you find problems that arise more or less dramatically. So speaking about problems, you had some challenges working on this. I, I saw some footage of you galloping through water on a horse with your camera, just like literally your camera hanging out like this. Talk to us about some of the physical challenges in gathering this footage that you had. Um, you know, Africa is challenging in any way. Well, first of all, we had a helicopter. A helicopter has three different kinds of vibrations. They overlap and that's really bad for anything technical, cameras, shutter speeds, hard drives, anything, you name it. Again, it was super hot. It was humid. Uh, we had a lot of shocks uh, when we were driving around the country. You know, the equipment got a lot of beats to take. So that was the technical part. But apart from that, uh, the logistics were quite challenging because you need clearances to cross over with a helicopter. Uh, there are countries that you can be shot at uh, when you move the wrong way. Uh, so that also was very challenging. And Regina, my girlfriend, she caught malaria, uh, which broke out in Angola. And she said that the last thing I ever wanted was ending up in a hospital in Angola. And here we go treating malaria in Quito, Cuanaval. Now you got tick fever at the same time, didn't you? Yeah, that was handy because we had to go to the hospital only once. <laughs> you carpooled to the hospital. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, you know, when, when I was working in Africa, I actually didn't take the malaria medicine. Did you take the malaria medicine or not? Uh, we, had, we had actually uh, prepared for a lot of uh, preparation medicine, uh, but where we caught it is absolutely no malaria land you know when we had a um it's called a bleeding valve that stopped working it got stuck so we had to do an emergency landing the very first day of our trip uh at the wild coast in south africa and we went down and we camped uh overnight and in the camp we obviously got tick fever and malaria but in an area where we didn't expect so at the end we had the cure for malaria and take fever so we didn't bother about the preparation anymore. What do you do about insect repellent? And were you wearing that all well, the time? Well, or? You, have, you, you wear long clothes uh, 
I usually it looks ridiculous, but it helps to put the socks over the over the pants. Um, long sleeves, obviously, and there's some really good repellent stuff the lodges usually have uh, for their guests, and that really works well. Yeah. And just you know, don't always use a mosquito net. Um, never, you know, at certain hours where they're more aggressive, just you know, be aware, protect, and then you'll be all right. Yeah, right before the sun goes down, that's yeah. really terrible. They're swarming around you sometimes. Yeah. And also the medi like the 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 medical part like to cure malaria is much has improved a lot in the last 10 20 years so that's also you know the the um the precaution uh malaronia or whatever you have some people take it better i don't take it that well i don't feel that well uh and when you when you cure malaria and you realize it quick enough then it is much better to handle than it used to be 20, 30 years ago. So when you're traveling internationally into these remote areas, how much equipment were you taking with us? How many cases and how much uh, weight? That's a problem, isn't it? Yeah, it's always a problem. Um, but um, with Leica, I, I cut down to uh, two to three cameras um, and maybe five lenses. Um, and I always, well, we need we need a lot of backup possibilities so we take uh, one to two laptops um, and then small hard drives that don't need extra power like the mercury or the envoy uh, because uh, uh, oftentimes we have to work in very simple conditions in the bush where we have uh, little energy uh, and no reliable source of uh, battery power or whatever so we need to have what we have use what we have and and uh, small is better, and tough is better. That's the that's the big deal. That you don't want to put all these efforts, uh, like flying the helicopter. Risk is involved in helicopter flying, obviously, um, and all this financial risk and the organization, and the malaria and everything. And then you come home and you end up with no photos because the hardware broke down. And that's actually one of the reasons why we choose OWC apart from the fact that they uh, partnered up with us but uh, I used different products before and I always ended up with one or two problems um, and since I, I use uh, OWC I, I didn't have problems you know we, we crossed Ireland on horseback and, and in, in Ireland you have midges or wind or rain or end so uh, that's also very hard for the equipment and we had no failout so so, so you're using one. the OWC Envoy Pro, and and the and the Mercury's and, and yeah. the Mercury's. Yeah. Okay. Because they don't need the an dual, extra. The uh, Mercury duals. Beg your pardon. What? Which Mercury? Uh, it depends. You know, it, right. it depends on two things: what we need, and also what OWC wants to try out. Right. And, you know, like right. so. Um, I don't. I'm. I have my my things that I, I look into, and apart from that, I don't. It's okay. I like the new Envoy Pro that has the bumper on it. Hey, did exactly. You? Yeah. We Those actually and uh, now that for the NAB, I brought all the hard drives because to prove that we believe in the product, we landed the helicopter. Um, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I saw that footage. Oh my gosh! You had four of the hard drives on the yeah, ground, right? Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing was. 
we didn't have the time to secure all the data. We could secure the data, but not the work that was on it. So Regina, uh, she had put nine weeks of hard work, most of it oh my in the gosh. night, Are into, you serious? into these data. And uh, when I came up with the idea of landing the heli on the original um, hard uh, drives, she, she just looked at me and she said, if you're going to crash those hard drives, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I think your relationship would have gone, bye-bye. Auf Wiedersehen. Yeah, hold that straight to your mouth. Okay. Like There you go, like yeah. that. There you go. So I, I actually, what happened, just to explain to people, is I saw the uh, engineer on the ground measuring the exact distance uh, of the feet of the helicopter, and then they positioned the hard drives on the tarmac. And this helicopter that weighs, what, 1,200 pounds at no, least? No, 1,300 kilos, which Kil is about 2,500 2, pounds. Oh, 2,500 pounds. And, and there's a close-up that I couldn't believe of the, the, what do you call it, the blade of the, not the blade, the foot of the helicopter yeah, landing the on this hard yeah. drive. And the hard drive just kind of does yeah. one of these. Yeah, and the data bit, was yeah. fine? Nothing happened? No. You okay. can see them on the show. If you come to the to the OWC uh, uh, booth, you can you can see the original hard drives that we landed on. Oh, the drives are in the booth. I want to yeah. go see that because yeah. that was one of that was I say that put Timex. Forget the old Timex commercials <laughs> about still ticking. That's even better. So okay, so OWC has been very supportive of you on this African Waters project, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, they yeah. were the main partner, um, and. Uh, you know, not only not only in in the in the sense of uh, you know helping us uh, getting it done financially, uh, but also in giving us an idea of you know how we can make this something more than just a photo project. You know, this is really uh, OWC's input that it became a, a, a theme about sustainability exactly. and and uh, and w what's going to happen with our waters. Tomorrow, you know, so many interesting stories. For example, Lake Tanganyika holds 17, 17% of the world's standing sweet water reserves. It does? And it's endangered of being overfished and tilled by overfishing because the locals, they use mosquito nets to fish, which means they take all the really small fish. Now... Point that towards your mouth. Yeah. There when, you go. There when, you go. When they when they catch all those fish, the fish don't eat the plankton anymore and the plankton will grow too much and take all the oxygen out. So the, the problem is that um, oh, there is a solution that I would like to support and there's a guy called Chris Horsfall. He's got a, a, a lodge there and um, he's building water tanks, mini water tanks where people can breed fish in. And with the, those water tanks, he can take the pressure from the lake and he can also fight malaria because these tanks work with solar power and they have a light on top of it. The mosquitoes get attracted by the light. They fall into the water, feed the fish, and the excrements can be used as fertilizer. It's a wonderful project. He also builds up schools for the people to educate them uh, in terms of sustainability in nature protection, anti-poaching, uh, how they, how they uh, eat well, all these things that we take for granted. Um, and I really want to support this project and uh, the, um, 
the uh, Lake uh, Kariba, uh, Lake Tanganyika, the lodge, uh, and Chris with his support or with his uh, uh, trying to make a better world at the lake. So you have all these beautiful images that you're capturing. You're using this equipment out in the middle of nowhere. How do you power things? Are you using solar power? Um, we do have a little bit of solar power, but again, it's heavy equipment. And with a helicopter, we are very limited in what we can take. Um, so uh, what we usually do, we have uh, battery packs uh, that we can use for times where we don't have access to power. And then uh, second thing was that we, um, for three reasons, we choose to go with luxury lodges. Um, first reason is that they usually know a lot about the area. The second reason is to have fuel for us. It's very logistically very challenging to have fuel for a trip like this. And third, uh, they have security, which in Africa obviously is also something you want to think about before you go. And so, and they do usually have electricity, but it's also solar powered, obviously. So why did you pick Africa? Because I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, me too. Yeah. I understand that. It's a yeah. beautiful country. It's, but it is very dangerous. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, yes and no. Um, in many places, if you behave properly, it is quite safe. Other places, you shouldn't go at times. You know, everything Central Africa, I wouldn't go at the moment. Um, Somalia, countries like that. Um, but in other, you know, like Namibia is pretty safe. Botswana is quite safe. Um, South Africa is quite safe if you take some cities and places out. So I feel safe. I never had a problem. Um, and uh, I also believe that when your time's up, your time's up. It doesn't matter where you are. <laughs> I agree with that. So for you, what were the biggest physical challenges for you using the camera in those environments? I mean, I saw you on horseback. What other physical challenges did you have as a photographer working in that environment? Um, I think the most challenging thing is, uh, it wasn't so much my challenge, but it was for Slade, our pilot. Um, because for the photos I take, you, what you have to do is you, you kind of nail the helicopter into the air and you cannot move neither horizontally nor vertically nor anywhere you have to stay on the spot now when you come you have the headwind it's easy to keep the helicopter where it is if you have a side wind or a tailwind it's not as easy and i have to do a 360 degree turn but that has to be done by the heli and i can only react a little bit in depending how fast he turns sometimes when we have strong wings the heli would turn really slow for a time and then do a big swing so I have to equalize that. And that was, for me, the, the most challenging because we put so much money and energy in that project. And if you come home with no 360 panoramas but nice aerial shots, you don't deliver what you promised. And that's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah, that's scary, isn't it? So do you have favorite images that come to mind? Like moments that, you know, as a visual person, there are times in your life when you actually see something and... It's forever engraved in your mind, right? Do you have any of those? Yeah, I have one, and that, that, that's quite a, a nice story, too, too because uh, 
we were at Lake Natron Camp, which is a beautiful lake, uh, and it's kind of a military camouflage camp, very beautiful. And um, and they have Maasai working with them. They're very close to the local uh, Maasai community. And I promised one of the two young warriors that they could come for a photo flight in the helicopter. But as I said before, we were very short of hours. And um, when I actually got up at five in the morning and looked at the sky, it was horrible conditions, dark, dark, black clouds, no sun, no sunrise, nothing. But I felt so sad for the guys that I said, okay, let's just fire up and take off and do a big turn and come back again. For them, it doesn't make a big difference if it's five minutes or 15. It's just fun and a new experience. So we did it really for them. And then once we were up, the sun came out and it gave us the most beautiful image of the whole trip by far. It's a limited edition. Um, uh, we will exhibit. It's actually exhibited already in Munich twice. Uh, we will go on world tour with it with Leica, and um, and I think um, it's it's just uh, it's when I see and also it has El Donio Lengai on it, uh, which is the holy mountain for the Maasai, and Lake Natron is so special because it has a very high concentration of minerals. So sometimes it's it's black, sometimes it's red. So it's it's just it's just an amazing lake, and a great spectacular. Photo. I shouldn't say that about my photo, but I really like it. <laughs> oh, it is beautiful. It's absolutely. Your images are stunning. I think the book is going to be, and it is. I haven't been able to flip through it physically, but I think the book is going to be absolutely wonderful. Now it's available. Now it's been released. Where can yes. people find it? Well, Amazon has it, um, and um, you know the bookstores. It's uh, at the moment. It's in German. Uh, we are hoping for a, a English version in the next 12 to 24 months that's uh, that's on the publishers to uh, to do that um, but uh, you can get it uh, and it's um, uh, it's a big book it's uh, and you can contact me directly and I can sign it and send it that's no problem oh, at all I'm going to do that I'm going to get one and have you sign one so it's what we call here a coffee table book yes because those are so valuable they're beautiful and I love that people still love coffee table books you know yeah so. I, I, i'm a big book fan and it's it's not my first book but it's the first book that's so focused on uh on on uh, uh extraordinary photography i did one book for national geographic where i crossed germany on horseback but that was more a book about my team and me fighting our way through germany on horseback <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> so, Florian, I I feel honored. I'm here in the OWC radio booth with an amazing photographer who has been supported with all their heart by OWC. And uh, I just want to thank them for everything they're doing for all of us creatives, right? I mean, I don't know what we would do without them. So where can people go now to find out more about you and your book? Well, we have a uh, web page that's in English. Uh, it's called AfricanWaters360.com. And uh, 360 is just the numbers. It's not written out. So AfricanWaters360.com. You find the trailer. You find the book. Uh, we will uh, uh, launch a possibility to donate for the project uh, at Lake Tanganyika. 
at Lakeshore Lodge. Uh, we will send you a link where you can learn all about sustainable fish farming and how we try to support the communities at Lake Tanganyika, which is between Tanzania and Congo. And in Congo, things are even worse. And hopefully in the future, we can also uh, help with some education and water tanks to feed the people and educate them. That's a, a long time dream of mine. <laughs> so I do wish you all the best. Is there anything else I didn't ask you that you want to talk about before we take off? Um, no, I, I would just like to say thank you to everybody who helped, um, you know, all the lodges. Um, Leatherman was part of it, Led Lenzer, um, Garmin, uh, Afrikarma, lots of people that, you know, without their support, they could, we couldn't have uh, this realized, and the biggest part of it was OWC. So a big thank you to OWC and Larry O'Connor. Yeah. Well, Florian, you're an amazing photographer with a beautiful eye. I wish you well, and uh, we'll be following you. So for people who didn't get the address, it is African AfricanWaters360.com, or if you want to find me on YouTube or Facebook, or Instagram, it would be Wagner Photo underscore film underscore adventures. That's also a possibility to follow me in my next into my next adventures that hopefully come soon. <laughs> I'm going to do that. And now the German pronunciation is Wagner, but in the United States it's spelled W A G N E R. Absolutely. So Google Florian Wagner and put African waters afterwards and you'll find a lot of information about you. Absolutely. And you'll also find the trailer where you can see the helicopter landing on these small hard drives. And I'm <laughs> going to go over to the booth right now okay. and see those hard drives. <laughs> okay. This is Serena Catania with OWC Radio. Thank you, Florian Wagner. Thank you, OWC. And it's been great. Thank and you, you know what I always say? Get up off your chair and go do something wonderful with your life today. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs>